From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, February 3rd. The Seven County Infrastructure Coalition is once again discussing a proposed highway through the Book Cliffs. These rural county commissioners met late last month to talk pros and cons. Justin Higginbottom has more on the potential project. Public groups have floated the idea of a direct route from Vernal to Moab through miles of undesignated wilderness for the last 30 years. Most recently, the Seven County Infrastructure Coalition shelved the project due to a lack of funds. Now, with the federal infrastructure bill providing potentially billions to Utah, the coalition is again discussing this eastern Utah regional connection. And what, what's the estimated cost? Of the road light? To finish the road all the way to I-7. Right now, the estimates we've run are about $146 million. Which, which is kind of frustrating for people on this end of the state that have been begging for UDOT to make Highway 6 a two-lane highway, and yet they'll, they'll say, oh, hey, go ahead and go build a new road, but we're not going to finish this one. That $146 million is less than half of what officials estimated the highway would cost in 2015. Grand County Commissioner Trish Hedin is concerned about another cost. They keep telling us Grand County won't have to pay for the, the construction or the maintenance. Okay, that's factual. But in the end, we have to send out search and rescue. Now, t- basically two hours from town to help people that should not be in that country because there's absolutely no resources in that country for help. Proponents discuss the highway as a tourist corridor, providing a somewhat straight shot from Yellowstone to parks in southern Utah. But critics like Hadeen say the road will actually divert tourism, hurting some local communities. You know, Dinosaur Diamond is gone. So it's no longer the Dinosaur Diamond, so now you're disregarding Duchesne, Roosevelt, Price, Helper, Dinosaur, and Rangeley. And just running that highway in theory down from what they talked about yellowstone down through flaming gorge to vernal directly to moab critics also worry about damage to archaeological sites in the area and that the community impact board spent five hundred thousand dollars on a study of the road that fund is meant to offset the costs from the energy industry some say this road will primarily help that business and then there's lee and debbie elmgreen's ranch which the highway will border they have been vocal opponents of construction in the area. People are, we're worried for sure. We're concerned. But then yeah. again, you know, this has been on the table for 30 years. So maybe they're, they've been at this precipice before and then it's, it stopped. So Justin Higginbottom for KZMU News. The public is invited to weigh in on another luxury camping project aiming to bring high end tents, a spa, and swimming pools to the seven mile flat area. Entrada Moab wants the county to rezone a parcel at the intersection of Highway 191 and 313 to allow overnight accommodations. Realize that there are only 16 tent sites for 544 acres. That's one tent per 34 acres. We're only going to develop about 1% of the land. Paul Berg is the project's engineer and spoke during a public hearing on Tuesday. He said the county can expect to collect a large amount of tax revenue from the property as tent sites will be billed as a luxury retreat. You know, with Glamping's popularity and with the type of facility that we're envisioning, the overnight rental for these 16 sites is is about equal to 150 hotel units. So large income for the county, but low amount of 
visitors. Grand and San Juan counties have seen an uptick of luxury campground applications. A public hearing for a tin roof cabin resort in the LaSalle Mountains is scheduled for Grand's planning commission in two weeks. Commissioner Kevin Walker acknowledged that approving any overnight accommodations, luxury campgrounds or otherwise, is a challenge right now. As folks know, um, you know, expansion of overnight accommodations is is kind of a, a big and sensitive issue in this, this community because of what's been happening over the past five years. And so we we have deliberately tried to make it pretty hard to develop additional overnight accommodations, especially while we're still building out the pipeline for things that got approved before 2019. And so, you know, personally, I'm not inclined to pay for anything unless it's got some unusual features. In October, the Planning Commission gave Entrada Moab's plans a favorable recommendation, but conditional on the developers, including six employee housing units on site. The developers have included employee housing as part of their future site plan and also promise a conservation easement for the front of the property. However, Associate County Planner Elisa Martin says the county cannot legally require employee housing or a conservation easement in the development agreement. She says this overnight accommodations overlay campground district does specifically limit you to what you're proposing in terms of your units. So it would say 16 units max, and that can never change. But we cannot include the other items like the employee housing and the um, conservation easement in the development agreement. Uh, You know, that would be so nice. But it's just the way that the code was written for this OAO district. The public hearing on Entrada Moab Luxury Camp is open until Wednesday, February 9th. Find ways to comment in the show notes. The Grand County Commission is expected to vote on the rezone during their next regular meeting this month. In a statement released last night, the Bureau of Land Management says paleontologists will be assessing the Mill Canyon dinosaur track site near Moab. It was reported by citizens last week that heavy machinery caused damage to the 112-million-year-old track site. The BLM was working on removing and replacing a wooden boardwalk, allegedly without supervision from the paleontological community. Utah's state paleontologist told Salt Lake Area Media on Monday that the scientific community did not know about the plan to replace the wooden boardwalk. Had they known, he said they would have weighed in with their expertise to ensure the track site was protected. The BLM did not acknowledge any damages to the track site in their statement last night. The federal agency maintains that no tracks in the interpretive site area were damaged, but witnesses say dinosaur tracks outside that area were impacted. I saw one place, a tire track going right up to uh, one of the larger dinosaur tracks. So that's the kind of thing that would most definitely cause damage. Lee Shenton, president of the Moab chapter of Utah Friends of Paleontology, observed the site over the weekend. The issue blew up on social media on Sunday. Basically, private citizens alerted a number of paleontologists in the area, and then the buzz started spreading. Paleo artist Brian Ng received photos and video from friends who observed the site. Ng created some of the paleo art at the Mill Canyon Dinosaur Track site and says he's very familiar with the area. He then created several diagrams showing where damage might have occurred and posted them to his social media. If if you're familiar with the site, you can see that where the backhoe is parked, where it's been driving, 
and where the boardwalks have been ripped out and stacked are all on this really fragile fossil surface that preserves details of life from 112 million years ago. You have to give these things context. Otherwise, it's hard for the average person who doesn't study rocks and geology and fossils to know what they're looking at. And in this case, I found myself applying that skill to showing that, well, this is really a bad situation. Ng wonders why the BLM did not repair the boardwalk by hand. The BLM has halted construction on the boardwalk project. The agency says a federal regional paleontologist and the Utah state paleontologist will conduct a research assessment before construction continues. And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, February 3rd. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.